Welcome to Spock Sports Show, presented locally by Barbary Law Firm. Let's look inside this week's local sports scene with your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show, live from the Bird Bar and Grill from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Before we get into things, let me give you that high school playoff points rundown real quick. As this past Friday, we had Shepard beating Harrison. Claire won via forfeit. Sacred Heart fell in a tough contest versus Breckenridge. Mount Pleasant also fell in a really close game versus Bay City Central. And Beale City absolutely blasted Leroy Pine River on homecoming. But all right, here we go. In Division Two, Midland remains highly ranked number eight. Their 5-1-1 record. They finished with Bay City Western, who's ranked number 27. In Division Two, Marquette and, of course, Midland Dow in Week 9 was number 36 in Division Two. When you hear me say these numbers, the top 30 to get into the playoffs. Moving on to D3, after their loss to Bay City Central, Oilers only dropped one spot in the D3 playoff rankings. Ironic enough, the one number one team, Waldeck Western, stayed number one after a loss. Oilers are ranked number three in that D3, so even after the loss, they're in very good shape to host a number of playoff games. They finished with Traverse City West, Midland Dow, and Linden will be there for those first two games at Traverse City West and at Midland Dow. And as that North Corridor goes that I've been talking about, Cadillac is now 4-2, ranked number 17. Gaylord also 4-2, ranked number 25. And Sault Ste. Marie, they play some smaller schools. They're actually ranked number 34 with a 4-2 record. Ahead of them, 2-4 East Grand Rapids. And in the playoffs at number 31 is Bloomfield Hills' brother Rice at 2-4. Last year, teams that went into the playoffs with a losing record were 1-12. Think about that. No local teams in Division 4. Moving down to Division 5, Frankenmuth Belding, number 1, number 2, been dominant all year. Gladwin is number 10 at 6-0, and and Shepard is actually number 32 right now at 4-2. and And they finish out with smaller schools, 0-6, D6 Pinconning, 4-2 Division 6 Clare, and 5-1 Division 7 Ithaca. Probably going to need to win two of those games to stay in the playoffs. And a side note here, 5-1 Whitmore Lake, not in the playoffs. They're ranked number 35 on the outside looking in, despite the 5-1 record. And said so those playoff points, it matters a lot when you play those bigger schools. And in D6, it's all about Grand Rapids West Catholic. They have 60.5 playoff points. Number two, Clinton only has 46. As far as local teams go, Reed City is number 10 at 6-0. Claire Sanford Meridian, number 23 and number 24. And one of them really going to move up. One of them really going to move down as they play each other this Friday. In Division 7, Ithaca is ranked number 12 at 5-1. They feast unbeaten Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary this Friday. Harrison is number 34 at 2-4. Another note, 2-4 Monroe St. Mary, number 18. And Beale City was leapfrogged by Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary and Iron Mountain in Division 8. Top two teams both have losses, but because they have bigger schools on their schedule, it's pretty much going to be impossible to catch this point with the way that the playoff system is going. Beale could end up 9-0 and having to go all the way up to possibly play at Iron Mountain, depending on how those districts, how those regionals shake out. And in eight-man, Merrill is the number one ranked team in both divisions. Division 1 is where they are. They're 6-0. Breckenridge is number 12 at 4-2. And in D2, the Irish on the Outs looking in, the rank number 23. They play Merrill this week, which could really bump them up. But only 16 teams get in with the eight-man playoffs, so it's going to be tough for the Irish to do so. They're going to have to definitely win out. A tough one this Friday with Merrill. They've also got Portland St. Pat's upcoming. Hello and welcome back on it. Well, welcome back to Spock Sports Show. That was a little pre, little pre-recorded segment that I had there because wanted to make sure I got all those playoff points in. I get excited with the youngsters here. Caden Smith, Josh Wilson here, along with Coach Gross, Coach Max sitting along will be joining us here in just a little bit. And so, first of all, guys, Friday night big victory over Leroy Pine River. One of those things that you you know. 
I don't want to say expected coming in, but do you look at Leroy Pine River and the games they've played? Were you guys surprised at all at the big win Friday night, or was that just kind of a great Friday night homecoming to have? And Caden, Caden Smith, Josh Wilson here with us. I'm going to send it off to you, Josh. It definitely a game that we knew that we should win, and just if we came in and took care of business, then it would have been our good homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> Caden, you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, just got to – Go out there, finish business, you know, can't come in there lightly. Yeah, and I actually yeah, we expected a good win. I actually referenced Barry Sanders in a second half run that you had, and I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about, Coach Gross. What was going through your mind when you saw Caden just kind of running through the defense like that? Well, what was going through my mind is we actually blocked it. It's a different formation than we've been running. We actually blocked it right. And we kind of basically told the guys in film tonight too, is like, if you guys block it right you can watch Caden Smith do stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, it, it, that's what was going through my mind. He does that stuff a lot. He makes he makes some nice highlight reel runs, and uh, we, if we block it right and get him into the secondary, he'll do that for us. So Yeah, and kind of want to get into you guys a little bit here, talk a little bit more about yourselves. What other sports do you guys play? Josh, Caden, we'll start with you this time. Caden? Uh, I play baseball, obviously, football and basketball, play all three, you know, playing all year round. Is it kind of the same thing for you same, then, isn't it, yeah. Josh? And uh, do you guys have a favorite sport to play? And, you know, we can make Coach Gross play, or I can mute him or something like that if you want here real quick. Um, I'm probably more of a football guy myself. Football guy. Josh, what about you, Caden? See, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, well, and that's your pops, too, kind of growing up, right? But I love football. Like, but you love football, too? That's something that I would never give up. But. All right, all right. And uh, you guys both move around quite a bit on the field, your versatility. And now, Josh, the last few years, tackle, guard, tight end, Running back, you kind of excelled everywhere and moved around a bunch of different spots on defense, too. Caden, running back, wide receiver, you played some quarterback. You do the kicking as well. Josh, do you got a favorite spot to play? Um, definitely tight end. Probably. Tight end? Somewhere where I can still block, but I still can get the ball. Right, and what about you, Caden? Mine's quarterback. You like playing the quarterback? Yeah, and now the kicking. You've been, you've been excelling at that pretty you, – you planning on that? Is that something you practiced growing up, or is that something that's just kind of happened and maybe Coach Gross has got a little bit to this as well too? Well, at the beginning of the year, we kind of went with the two-point conversion approach and then went through practice, you know, started making some field goals, and then now we're kind of on to the extra point. So it wasn't really expected, but I knew if we, that was the route we were going to go, I would be the one to do it. So. Yeah. Coach Gross, that's something he worked hard on here this year. Well, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm hoping I'm putting him on the spot here, but no, I don't, I've never really seen him kicking a lot. He's just right. pretty, he's just pretty good at it, and some guys can naturally do it. And I mean, that's kind of where we usually like to get some guys up rest because he doesn't really come off the field any other times. And we have another guy that kicks, and I mean, I'm I'm not telling these guys anything they don't know. Kyle Martin can kick a lot, but Kyle Martin's a good kicker. Yeah. And I'm sure Caden will tell you the same thing. So we have another kicker. He's just a younger guy. He's a JV guy. And he needs his reps on JV. So when, I'm sure when playoff comes, Kyle will probably do most of our kicking. And that will hopefully give Caden a, you know, a little rest here and there too. But not that Caden has been doing a bad job at all. Yeah. But, I mean, the first game I think we were 5 for 5 on two-point conversions. So it's like, geez, if you're going to go 5 for 5, you might as well keep trying them. And I, we missed a couple since, but I still think we're well over 500. Yeah. Um, two-point conversion so it's not a bad not a bad option now this is something i've asked coach gross about a little bit and you know carter fussman kovacs or one of the strauss boys are going to like choke slam me one day because i talk about you juniors all the time but I, th I think about you too i think about latham i think about jack fussman and gildy names that i just called a ton last year you guys playoff run even you the year before josh going back to like middle school your group you guys got always kind of been together this is something you kind of was hoping to do coming into your junior and senior year yeah definitely i mean we've been playing with each other for 
since we were third grade and up. We've always been a good group of kids. Played well, played well together and stuff, and it's just showing here too now. Now, is there any, like, competition amongst you to, to be the best one or, or, or anything like that? Coach Gross, give me a look right now. Like, come on, man. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> That's the question. You In practice, you see it. These guys are giving each other crap. They're always – you need to do this better. You suck. <laughs> they get after each other, but that's fine. It's it, They know at the end of the day they're all still good friends, but, man, they're they're all super competitive, and I think that's what drives them, and that's what makes them really good. And I was going to say, yeah, I can imagine that all translates to the field Friday night when you guys have all got to come work together and you're not competing against each other a little bit. And now, uh, random here, what's your favorite subject in school, Josh? Um, definitely math. Definitely math. What about you, Caden? Same with me. Man, you got, so we got two smart guys over here, don't we, Brad? Yeah, smarter than me. I ma- sure. Well, I imagine you had to excel in math a little bit doing the elect- electricity stuff these yeah, days. Yeah, I did like math, too, as well. I mean, I, I did. So I took math in college, actually, when I was there, too. So, I mean, so everybody looked at me and said, you're taking math in college? I'm like, yeah, I like it. So, <laughs> And I've got to kind of start this question with you, Coach Gross. I think these are two youngsters that if they wanted to have sports in their future after high school, might be able to do so. Would you agree? I agree, absolutely. It's it, you know They know, they both know it's not going to be easy, and they've got to put a lot of hard work in. But I think uh, I think with a lot of that hard work, they'll be, they have the opportunity. Right, is that something you guys are hoping to do, Josh, Caden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caden? Yep. Right now. And uh, homecoming Friday night, what, what was your favorite part of it? I mean, the game. It's the game, just, yeah. When everyone comes out, it's just something cool. Whole community. Yeah, Katie. you see see everyone coming out, supporting you. I mean, there's no feeling like it on Friday night. Yeah, but it was kind of fun looking up a couple of times and seeing your dad right up there at the booth. He was he was pretty excited for, uh, Friday night, particularly on that run that you had. And so rival Manton this week on the road, Roscommon next week, who has really turned things around. I believe they started 0-3. They've won their last three games, and Cass City is going to be a big game week nine. How do you guys feel about your team so far halfway through the season? Uh, we've got to keep getting better, you know. You can't be, can't be uh, satisfied with where you're at right now. You've got to take a step up every week. Go get man. Yeah. Josh, you feel the same thing? Same thing. Yeah, Coach Gross, is there, I don't think there's a whole lot you could really add to that, is there? No, that's what we preach. I mean, these guys hear it. I mean, we got to get better every week. I mean, we, there's always something we can get better at. I mean, we just got done with film. I mean, we I mean, I, we pointed something out for everybody. we got, we got to get better. And, you know, you got to keep getting better every week. Otherwise, you know, we were talking about with Coach Mack before we started, if you you don't want to be get to week 10 or 11 and not be where you need to be. And you got to be getting, got to be going up going up the ladder every week and these guys buy into it and hopefully we're doing the right things and we'll keep going up keep getting better and I'd be a little remiss if I didn't mention Wade Wilson Carly Smith your guys older siblings how did they help shape your guys competitiveness I'll say you guys talk about being competitive with each other as a junior I imagine growing up early you guys were going at each other pretty good Josh yeah definitely I mean he's always the one to push me he he knows how to get on my Bad side, and he'll push me. <laughs> and now, is there a sport that you're beating him in now, or anything like that? Or you take him in everything? How's that go? Caden gives a nice little look over too. I kind of like that. Yeah, I think. You think you got him? Yeah. All right. Now, <laughs> and now, Caden, kind of the same thing with you. Like I said, Carly, obviously a girl, but I imagine growing up, you guys were pretty big rivals out on the basketball court in the driveway, playing baseball, softball, and I imagine she probably played some football with you when you guys were younger too. Yeah, I mean, we used to go at each other, but. Not as much as me and Kyler, and she's always been there to be the more supportive. Be the more supportive one. That's so cool. All right, thank you guys so much for joining me. Coach Gross, appreciate it, man. If you guys want to stick around, chat a little bit more after we talk with Coach Mack, you listen to Spock Sports Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be right after this. Be back right after this to the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios on Buck 92.
got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be your stew. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or God forbid, loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary, he can be yours too. The family of healthcare, A&T Home Healthcare, like having a nurse in the family, we're the dependable ones, professional with a personal touch. The home health care family. A&D Home Health Care. What a family. A&D Home Health Care. Buck 92 and Buck92.com return you now to the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio. Welcome back to the Bird Bar and Grill, downtown Mount Pleasant. It is Spock Sports Show from those Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Big shout out to Josh Wilson, Caden Smith, taking some time to chat with me along with Coach Gross. Now i got Coach Mack here from Mount Pleasant in a tough one Friday, 22-21 at Bay City Central. And our game was kind of out of hand. And so similar to the week before when you guys were up on Bay City Western Big, I did a little play-by-play with the Beale City Everett. I kind of did the same thing for you guys. And so I saw the last couple minutes from it. First of all, the, the, the Bay City offense, I, I know you want to give some credit to them. They came with a good game plan. They were able to run the ball a little bit on you guys. It seemed like late. Am I kind of right on their game plan? I think the credit to them goes in the energy and they played with. I mean, it was their homecoming, and I, you know, we talk to our kids all the time. But when you're the defending league champion, you're going to get everybody's best every night, and they're going to show up ready. And and I think, uh, as as I told the team before, if you leave a team in it, the longer you leave a minute, the more energy they get, the harder it's going to be to defend them. And and that's what happened. We just kept giving them chances to stay in the game, and um, you could just feel the energy turning. And um, we didn't do a very good job in responding to that. Yeah, but I believe the two-point conversion, I, th- I want to say they called two timeouts on the two-point conversion. You know, they came out one time, timeout, and came out the second time. They were able to get in. But I know you as a, a football guy, like I said, still still probably mourning a little bit from the loss, all football coaches do, but you had to love the guts of that call of going for two. Like you said, it was on homecoming, playing with nothing to lose, kind of there, one and 14. Yeah, I, I think we'd already figured that out probably about the time they got to about the 35-yard line and we're moving. We, we knew. We I'd already told our coaches we got to come up with something for the two points. I mean, you knew that's what they was going to do. They'd already missed an extra point. Um, they had to go for two earlier. You knew that was the scenario that was coming. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was that was an obvious thing, I think, if you were there at the game and felt the, the momentum. All right. And uh, like I said, last, or another kind of thing right here, some people might not realize it, but Michigan's win was so big Saturday at Iowa because Iowa was a really tough place to play. If people don't know about the history at Bay City Central, 
that is a really tough place to go play, and I believe it's one of the only high school football fields. There's no track. The fans are right on top of you, and so it's not trying to give you a break or anything, but it's like I want to let people know that's one of the toughest places to go win a football game in the state. No, if, if you haven't been there, you need to go. It's it's the, the You just feel like you step back in time when you go in there, and it's it's an incredible place to, uh, if you enjoy you know the traditions of football to be for sure. Um, but like I told you, this is – a perfect example of everything we talk about with high school football. There's nothing harder to do than win a Friday night football game, regardless of records. Because I mean, that's the thing at every school, right? I mean, that's what everybody shows up to do. And um, regardless of records, that's it's a hard thing to do. And in our league, it's so true. And and in the Saginaw Valley, every Friday night, you know, you can you can you know, if you're not ready, you're going to get exposed. And we weren't, and we didn't play that way, and we got what we deserved. And so it'll be it'll be really nice to see how we respond this week. You know, we have a young football team. Um, we're pretty junior heavy, so it's going to be really interesting to see how we respond to some adversity this week, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I was just going to say, I bet you're looking forward to that because that's really what high school football, what high school sports is all about, to teach these kids adversity. Myself and Brett Heibel were talking about it Friday night in the Leroy Pine River game. Ryder Holmes, I want to say was his name, the quarterback number 31, he got hit. He got beat up. They were losing bad, but boy, did he come out there and did he keep going at it. I know you would have been a big fan of this kid, and that's what it's all about. What that kid learns on that Friday night is going to really help him out going forward for his future just in life in general, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's exactly what – I mean, I don't think I've been as excited for practice um, as I was Saturday morning, as I have all year. I mean, like, the, as a coach, that's what – like, we want to correct things all the time. We want to fix things. We want to make things better, and now you have all these things you see – that's not just football, not just the X and O's. That, and you take that personally as a coach. When you see a team that lines up, when your team lines up incorrectly as many times as we did, when we don't come out with the energy, you take that and you go, okay, this is a, I got to find a way to fix this because I, I, take, I take the blame for it not being that way. So now as a coaching staff, what do we do to fix it moving forward? So, yeah, you get pretty excited about perhaps pretty excited for this week and, and, and getting those things fixed. And Because what happened last week is we went through our routine. We were in our routine, and, and we got comfortable in our routine of 3 o'clock, and here, this is what we do in practice, and at 5 o'clock, go home, and, and it, it, it caught us. And, and so now we need to respond, and it'll be nice to see how our guys do. Now, the cheesy broadcaster thing to say, and broadcaster to coach here, I says, better week five than in week ten. Is, is there anything to that, or am I just being a dumb broadcaster here? No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Obviously, you know, we get to play next week. You know, you do this week ten, you don't get to play again. So, um, and, and in a sense – I could feel, like I said earlier, we're a young football team, and our juniors haven't faced a lot of adversity, especially at the varsity level and the intensity that that comes with. So I could feel this, you know, Cadillac we had to respond to that and and then that you know you could just feel this was going to happen or kind of was happening at times and so it all kind of came together in a perfect storm friday and now we have a real chance to see who are the 11 guys that are going to step up and start communicating and and say hey listen i'm going to put the team on my back now when things get bad i know what other people's jobs are and all those kind of things and see who's going to kind of be that guy um that's what i'm looking forward to this week and you're going to another historic place to play you know i born in traverse city and so i know all about thoroughly field and the fantastic games that have been played there and so that's going to be another great atmosphere and also playing tcus throw out the record you're also playing up two divisions as well what do you expect from them friday night? yeah so i mean we have we have a very similar situation we're going to a, a, a tough place to play another homecoming game um, good tradition in the program. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be an opportunity to you know, put all those things together and see if now we, we can handle that again. And so it's a real challenge. There's not, like I said, there's not a week off in the league. And, and we've, it, you know, 
art, the the aura or the whatever of Mount Pleasant and seventeen game winning, all that's gone now. Like you know, we we've you know people are going to look at that game film and think it's the kryptonite and try to find it, right? Like yeah. that that's the thing. So so nobody, we're not walking into Thurby like oh, there's the Valley Champs. Uh, oh well, after they have a good, couple good plays on us, the game's over. You know that we're going to have to play four quarters of football. And they're going to expect they're going to be able to beat us because they've seen on film it can be done. So, yeah. And last week I had A.J. Dennis here with his dad. An impressive young man. What can you say about him? Yeah, you know, I mean, A.J.'s worked really hard to get where he's at. And, and we, we need him to keep getting better and keep helping us out. And and he's, he's an example of one of those guys that's a junior who needs to, you know, we need juniors to th- – see this adversity and start taking on leadership roles in regards to some of those and he's one of those guys that that will need to start doing that as well and now the scary one is dad bill dennis you know what's it like having him on the staff no i I, we i couldn't do what i'm doing right now without without coach dennis he's been a huge he's been with me through this whole thing and um even now with now taking on the ad role and some of the side side things i have to leave football for he's he's a there's no way i could do without him he's a huge benefit to our program and uh he does a tremendous job he's you know, they talk good cop, bad cop kind of thing in coaching. Like, him and I work that way. He's really good with the guys and has a good – he builds great relationships with them and he uses a sense of humor and um, he, he's a perfect yin to my yang and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's, it's a good match for us, so it's been great. And I believe you've coached or do coach freshman girls basketball. I believe you've done the middle school track before too. Now, we always talk about multi-sport athletes, how much that helps them out. Multi-sport coaching. How much did track and field, how much coaching girls basketball help you as, I'll say, kind of your main gig here as a football coach? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was a three-sport athlete like these guys were in high school. I, I didn't know, I knew I was going to be a coach. I didn't know it was going to be football, really. Right. I mean, like, I could have been a basketball coach. I could have been a baseball coach. I mean, like, it, it just happened that, you know, football was always my real love, and that was where I kind of always felt like, and that's kind of where I got my foot in the door first and started to really fall in love with things, and that's the direction it took, but... Yeah, I just I love competing. I mean, like, right. and I love watching kids compete, regardless of what it is and what level and all those kind of things. So, yeah, I mean, I've coached two sports. I didn't even play in high school, so you know, <laughs> I was a wrestling coach for five years. Right. Don't figure that right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a lot of fun. And now, before I talk about the end of your schedule, I'm going to make you feel better because I was just kind of randomly looking around, and I don't know if you've seen Cadillac's schedule here at the end of the year. They've got to play six and zero Division Five Belding. Five and one Division Five Portland, whose only loss is to DeWitt by like four points, and then they close out with five and one D six Reed City, whose only loss is to six and zero Howard City Track County. And so we talking about playing up. They're playing down for playoff points. They're probably going to have to make sure they win those games to stay up there in the D three playoffs. But you guys got it out tough too. D one TC West, D two Midland Dow. It's probably going to be a must win for Dow to get into the playoffs. And then you close out with D three five and one Linden. What, what are you expecting these last three weeks? Yeah. And I've just taken a couple quick peeks at Linden, and they're tough. I mean, they're going to be they, – they, they look – and, you know, we'll see. But you're right. The next – we have to play week to week. I mean, you have to. You have to focus on what you're dealing with this week and not look ahead. And um, that's certainly what we got to do this week, especially after what, went, what happened last week. So we're completely focused on Traverse City West and what we've got to do to try to go up there and, uh, and be dialed in and compete. And that, that's just – I'm just super excited to get through this week and find out if – you know, who are the guys who are just going to get after it up there? And, and we we just didn't have enough of that last Friday night. And if we're going to have any kind of success moving forward, um, it's got to happen this week. It's got to be a rebound kind of thing and, and uh, get some leadership. All those things you look for in coaching. All right, we're going to take a break here on Spock Sports. When we come back, I'm going to make Coach Mack throw on the headset, have Coach Gross throw it on, and ask him kind of a couple cheesy coach high school <laughs> questions here when we come back. You're listening to Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios at the Bird Bar and Grill on Buck 92.
If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Barbary Law is proud to serve clients in mid-Michigan. Ask your insurance company, any prosecutor, judge, and they know the name. He's respected, knowledgeable, and he wins. Barbary Law has won multi-million dollar accident claims, is an expert for estate planning, and Michigan's go-to divorce lawyer. When you have a legal battle, you need Barbary Law and his team in your corner. They work here, they live here, and they know us and our courts and will win for you. Great legal representation is right here in Mount Pleasant. Barbary Law Firm, every case they take, they take personally. Hey guys, welcome to the Bird Bar and Grill. What's for lunch today? You know, I'm actually looking at that bird burger. Does the slaw come on the side with that? Yeah, yeah, the slaw comes on the burger. We get that a lot. It's kind of our signature little side there. Cool, that's what I'll have then. Chris, you want me to pull out the kids' menu for you, buddy? Nah, no strip surprise today. I'm gonna take the moon bread. What the heck is moon bread? Moon bread is an herb dough with spices, cheese, garlic. It's pretty much like crack-like breadsticks. You're gonna love them. Here you go, guys. Bird burger and a moon bread. Oh, the moon bread is so good. Oh, wow, man, that slaw is like heaven on a burger. Open for lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday, The Bird in downtown Mount Pleasant. It's Fox Sports Show coming to you live from the Barbary Law Firm's Mobile Sports Studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to The Bird Bar and Grill and the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. Now got Coach Gross, Coach Mack on the mic, and Coach Mack said, well, I thought you were going to ask us about our old AAU basketball days. So I was <laughs> kind of thinking in my mind, all right, we'll start, we'll start with that. So... Coach Gross, Coach Mack, I imagine you guys were both guards on your AAU team back in the day. Yep. And I'm going to guess that the, a guy maybe with the last name of Shell kind of carried the team you were on. I think he was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Shell was yeah, on Shell the team. And and yep, yep. Nate, Nate Erickson. Nate Erickson. Yeah, that was, he was a really good player. I remember we went, down, we went down in the uh, Detroit area during AAU and played down there. and It was a lot of fun. That's, that's when I first got to really know Coach Gross and – you know, he was just like a competitor, just like the rest of us, fit in perfect with us. It was it was a lot of fun. And yeah. I both think of you guys. I I don't. Well, we're all we're all kind of about the same height, same build. You guys are both undersized quarterbacks in high school that had an enormous amount of success. I, you know, and how has that helped you guys coaching quarterbacks, running backs similar to your guys' size? I said sometimes I come down on the field after games, in particular Jonathan Rubio. A couple weeks ago, played really well, and I go down and talk to him, and I expect him to be. You know, maybe my height, but 200 pounds, but, he, but he's not. He's just a slight of build kind of guy. How does that help you guys coaching some of those small guys going up against some of the bigger guys? Well, well, I, think, I, think it makes, I think it makes a big difference when you were that guy. You know, you were the guy that was undersized. You weren't very big. So you know it's, it's not really about the size of the dog, the size of the fight in the dog, right? Yep, yep. So, I mean, it, it don't matter how big you are. I mean, there's guys in the NFL that are playing that are what? 195 right, pounds, 5'10". Right, right. London Fletcher is always the one yeah, uh, I mean, linebacker so. that I think of that may be a little you know, too old for, for these guys or whatever. But, you know, he was 5'9", probably got up to about 200 pounds by the time he got done with college. But he just gets it done, had a nose for the ball. And I, and I think, like, when you're in that situation or to have success, you have to know all the little details and you have to be able to find other ways to be successful besides rely on just your speed and height. And I think that leads into coaching, right? Like, Because you, you're, you're spending your whole life in order to be a competitor – 
finding all the other things besides just, hey, I'm the big strong guy on the field, like to make yourself successful. And that, that carries over to coaching because those are the things you need to do in order to be successful as a coach as well. Right. And something I always like to ask coaches, but I've never been able to ask with two kind of on the headset as well at the same time. What, what are something these kids learn playing sports, in particular playing football, that they just can't learn outside the classroom? Well, I would just say the hard work portion of it. I mean, you have to work hard. And I always tell everybody, you, you can be whatever you want to be. Well, you know, I, I'm an electrician. You better work hard as an electrician. He's a school teacher, a athletic director. you got a lot put on a lot of hours if you want to be successful doing it. So it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If, if Caden Smith wants to go play baseball at wherever he wants to go play baseball, he's got to work at it. If Josh Wilson wants to go play football where he wants to go play football, he's got to work hard at it and he's got to put a lot of time in. So that's one thing. You, you know, in the classroom, you're only there for so many hours. So to me, it's the, it's the time you have to put in. The thing I love about football more than anything else is is the delayed gratification point that kids don't have today. I mean, you're talking about a sport where you spend way more time preparing than you do playing, right? You think of other sports. I mean, basketball, right? They got two games a week. They practice maybe three times a week. I mean, they're on the court playing about as much as they're practicing, right? In football, you prepare for this big moment Six, five days, one chance a week, nine for the season. And so kids don't get hardly anything in their lives today where they have this delayed gratification. This, I, If I work hard now, the success will come later. And and they don't have that. I mean, they can grab their phone. Their, no fault of their right, own. Right, right. Yeah. But they can grab their phone and find anything they want and get feedback right now on their you know on their apps of like what's going on and get everybody telling them they're great. I mean, football, that you can't have success without – a period of time of work ahead of it, and that is, it takes a delay, and and it carries over the whole thing. And from the time you're a freshman to senior, right? Like, you know, I might want to be the starting linebacker. So I'm like, well, it's going to take a lot of effort in the weight room and a lot of things. And and there's a, all sports are great in regards to that, but I think that's what's unique about football is this delayed. You don't get that gratification right away, and it takes time to get here, and you have to prep for this one moment, and you can't slip up, right? I mean, as we found out last week, so. And now the one last thing I kind of want to ask you guys, what's the best part of high school sports for you personally? Uh, to, for me, it's the kids. Uh, you, you be around the kids and just helping them succeed. That's, that's what you want. It's like I could care less what my record is or whatever. I want to see these guys win. That, that's all I care. I want to see them be successful. Not just win, but I want to see them be successful. Like, I mean, last year I was so happy for that group of seniors that put in all – I mean – the Wade Wilsons, the Peyton Sellers, the Matt Oswalds, I mean, 800 miles, we can go right down the list. I was so happy because those guys just wanted to get there. And when you see them succeed, that's the, that's the best to me. That's, that's, that's what it does for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, that's, that's why we do it. I mean, yeah, right? And, and, and I, I gave, we gave that speech last night to him about our preparation for this week. Is like, you know, we, we coach for years. It's not about, like, like I told him, I'll be back next year. I've been, I've, I've coached a state final game. I've done this. This is your team, but we're going to work hard because we want you guys to experience those things those other guys have, and, and that's the enjoyment out of it. And I really think the cool thing about high school sports, and, and you know, these guys are talking about going to play college and all that stuff, and, <clears throat> but you can ask any of our guys that went, like, they're like, man, I love playing college sports, but it's just not like high school, right? The, the brotherhood, the, com the community feel, the things you get, um, it's just so much fun to be part of it. And it's so much fun to see the kids get that and, and you know, go to, go to a wedding 10 years later and they're all there and, and we're telling stories and all this kind of thing. I mean, that's, that's what keeps you doing in coaching. It's, it's yeah, and these guys talked about it earlier. They have, Josh said it. We've been playing together since third grade, yep. you know, so that's, what, you know, th that's their buddies. I mean, that's, 
Like he's gonna say they're gonna, Caden's gonna go to Josh's wedding and they're gonna talk about that stuff and yep. vice versa, you know. So that, yep. that's that's exactly right. Yeah, and you brought up the college scholarships. I heard something just a couple days ago from I believe it was the retired Big Twelve director. Other than the GI Bill, college athletics is the number one thing for free college education that there's been. And it's I don't think a lot of people think about it like that of how many youngsters have had the chance to go to college for free, maybe be the first in their family to be able to go. It's it's a big deal to be able to go with athletics, but there's a lot of grades that go into it too. Yep. Yep, for oh, absolutely. sure. Yep. Absolutely. I mean there's um it it's but I mean going back to what you said about high school, like th- those are great goals and a lot of kids get to experience that. But what's what I enjoy are those kids that have a ton of success doing it at the high school level who aren't going to have that opportunity, right? Like, and they, they, they spend all that time in the weight room, like you said, the Rubios or whatever, and they, that you see them and they gave you everything they had. You know, I can think of some of the best players I had in Mount Pleasant in my 17 years, and they weren't guys who went on and played college football. And, oh, and that's really, really what's fun about it. Yeah, I might make you get a little teary-eyed here, but when I think of somebody, get Ryan McIntyre, your, your son last year, another guy, undersized quarterback, man, he gave you everything he had every Friday night. He didn't have much choice in his size. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's uh, – that's a perfect example. And, you you know, he grew up around it, right? Like, he saw it. He saw me talk about those guys. He saw me, you know, he was on the sideline as a ball boy. He he knew what we wanted. He knew how what you had to do to be successful. And so, yeah, you wouldn't expect anything else out of it. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that makes it yeah, fun. And I think, about, I think about Josh's brother, Wade. I mean, he was on the team in 2019, broke his, I don't know what he broke, broke his ankle or something, couldn't play in 2019. So to see him actually be able to play – and come to find out, he broke his wrist in the semifinal game. And I was like, he says, Coach, I think I broke my wrist. I said, that don't matter. You're still playing. <laughs> I, know, I know Wade Wilson's not going to not play yeah. that game. Yeah. And so that's, that's you know, just the exact same thing. Wade yeah. Wilson's not playing any college sports. But he, that dude would do, I mean, he would do anything you wanted. He just yep. would, he, he would worked his butt off. You know, and there's others too. And yep. I just, I just yep. think of it because Josh is sitting here. But yeah. uh, well, I always think of Wade, like I said, uh, excellent running back his sophomore year. I come back junior year. Wait, what? He's on. What do you got him on the line for? Well, that's where he's going to help us best. Those sacrifices, Josh, doing the same thing right now, moving all around for you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Let's let's give a little plug to the bird here, Brad. Would you Would you order for dinner tonight? Uh, I got the bacon cheeseburger. Uh, I told you they fry the bacon here. He said I get it every day for lunch. You will you will not be disappointed. Coach Mack, thanks so much for joining us yep. as well. Kane Smith, Josh Wilson, big thanks to them. Big thanks to Cheyenne Hole, Hole back at the Journey Managed IT Services Studios. And you can find the Spock Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts or at MyMichiganPodcast.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to Spock Sports Show live from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios at the Bird Bar and Grill. High school football this Friday. Mount Pleasant taking on TC West. I'm making that trek so you don't have to. Spock Sports Show back here Monday, same place, same time, Monday night. 7 o'clock, buck 92.